the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Tuesday, November the 22nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On November 22nd, 1963, John F. Kennedy, the 35th President of the United States, was shot to death during a motorcade in Dallas, Texas. I think we all remember that. Governor John B. Conley, he was riding in the same car as Kennedy. He was also seriously wounded. The suspected gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald, was arrested. Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson was immediately sworn in as president. Today in 1718, English pirate Edward Teach, you know him as Blackbeard. He was killed during a battle off present-day North Carolina. Today in 1906, the SOS distress signal was adopted at the International Radio Telegraph Convention in Berlin. SOS. Today in 1935, a flying boat, it was called the China Clipper, it took off from Alameda, California. It was carrying more than 100,000 pieces of mail on the first Trans-Pacific airmail flight. Remember the good old days when we would buy a regular stamp or a airmail stamp? Well, this was the beginning of it today in 1935. Today, in 1967, the U.N. Security Council approved Resolution 242 that called for Israel to withdraw from territories it had captured the previous June and implicitly called on adversaries to recognize Israel's right to exist. And today, in 2005, Anglica Merkel, she took power as Germany's first female chancellor. She has her hands full now. I've been following the news. I follow European news fairly regularly uh, just because of this program, and I have a personal interest as well. Just I like to know what they're doing over there. Glad I don't live there, but I'm, I like to know what's going on. She has a real problem, and I noticed even today there are headlines coming out of Germany and and um, Europe, that they're having a, everybody's buying up generators over there, and and there there aren't any. I mean, there's a shortage of generators to, for power. You know those little like small ones you buy and put at your house or whatever. And so people have been buying those up, and of course uh, entrepreneurs have been buying them up in bulk, and now are selling them for five and six and ten times the original price. The problem that they have, and it's looming now as we go into fall and winter, the, the weather is getting cold, and um, they're, they're going to run out of fuel, uh, the authorities are saying, Merkel is people and all of that, uh, that are the people that are running the country now. Uh, they're talking about the fact that, that if people don't cut back 30% of their heating oil or fuel or natural gas or whatever they use, uh, the whole country is going to run out of out of uh, fuel heating for heating before next spring. And so people are panicking because it gets very cold in Europe, as many of us know. And so um, 
they're not knowing what to do. There's kind of a panic there. So we we see decisions and philosophies in government have consequences. And that's one thing that this generation seems to miss. It seems to miss that there are consequences to decisions. And I see a, a group of wide-eyed, you know, kids excited to be alive and we can do anything. We're progressives and so on, and we can prog- make progress and, and on and on. The problem with it, though, somewhere along their 16 years of or whatever of education, they've been taught both implicitly and probably directly that they <laughs> there, there really aren't any consequences. Just whatever you think is true is true, and whatever you want to do is the right thing to do, and you have a right to this, and you're entitled, and you're a winner, and we don't need to keep scoring baseball games because you're the winner and the other people are the winner and on and on. I mean, this is silly stuff. But, I mean, this is what's been taught a generation. And now we're beginning to see this. Abraham Lincoln warned of this. He said that the philosophy in the classroom in one generation is going to be the philosophy of government the next generation. Now, Joe Biden is an aberration, and so is Nancy Pelosi, but, I mean, they're beyond this generation. But the the younger people coming in, too many of them have been so thoroughly indoctrinated in progressivism and far-left ideologies. And in a classroom, those ideologies have little to no measurable consequences. But in real life, they have very measurable consequences consequences. And that's what we're seeing reflected in government as well. We've got, well, we got to make it green. We got to change the world to green. And somebody says, well, what about the process of transitioning? No, we won't worry about that. And on and on and on. It's just silly stuff. But boy, it impacts billions of people. And that's happening in Europe as we speak regarding heating their home. That's pretty basic stuff, I would say. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, the psalmist said, Thou wilt revive me, thou wilt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. That's why the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, and they're all my favorite, but one of them I love to see what I'm reading is John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. That's the word of the Lord for the day, and there are a lot of reasons for us to get distracted and start looking elsewhere, but we need to keep our eyes focused on the Lord because If we don't look at what's happening in our culture today through the lens of God's Word, then we're going to become very, very fearful, paralyzed, in fact, by fear. And many are in our world today. Carrie Lake has become kind of a banner carrier, not only in Arizona, where she's running for governor, but in the nation among conservatives. It's all come down to Maricopa County. Carrie Lake campaign is warning Arizona election officials in Maricopa County to preserve their documents. That means a lawsuit is coming. After thousands of voters 
were disenfranchised on Election Day. According to Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates, not not that Bill Gates, this is a different Bill Gates, dozens of polling places in the state's largest county, that's Phoenix area. I've spoken about this recently, uh, but it's it, it's evolving. The state's largest experienced uh, county experienced serious problems tabulating votes on Election Day. Endless complaints have now been documented from voters who say their votes were delayed or they were unable to be cast or counted at all. Yesterday afternoon, Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake gave additional details about where ballot counting stands and the way forward. Over the weekend, the Attorney General, Mark Burnovich, sent a letter to Maricopa County Civil Division, Division Chief Thomas Liddy detailing how the officials broke election guidelines and disenfranchised voters. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today because this I think this is a much deeper and wider problem in America than many of us believe. And anyone who brings this up is immediately marginalized as a kook. Well, I'm not a kook, and I don't want to sound like sound like Richard Nixon, but uh, I'm not a kook. I've come to this slowly, honestly and seriously. I've come to this slowly to think there could be systemic fraud in our voting system. I'm like most of you who are listening today to this program, I think. I grew up in America my family, a couple of generations before me, came here from elsewhere, from Europe. But, you know, I, I just, I, I grew up in an atmosphere, and I don't want to get reminiscent here, but I grew up in an atmosphere where country was important to people, and we tried to take care of it. And while the Democrats and the Republicans, where I grew up, had differences, they weren't at the magnitude of some of the differences today in our culture and the and the, the anger and the outrage and the destructiveness just didn't exist in those days. I mean, words, yeah, politicians got mad and yelled at each other. I remember as a kid watching some of the governor's races in Washington State and looking at the words they said and, oh, my, you know, these guys are really going at each other. Man, it was like having tea compared to now. We have become so coarse in our in our culture today that there's nothing that's off limits. I mean, there is no restraint to what people will do. And in that context, I, I just, I came to this slowly and I kept thinking, surely our election system is not that corrupt. I don't want to think it is because if the election system doesn't work, we don't have a democratic process in our republic. So I came to this very slowly, but I I have come to the point where I am certain there is a lot of um, fraud going on in our election system. I also have come to the conclusion, and this is after much, much reading and and consideration, and I didn't want to go there, really, I I wanted to keep believing it was pretty much on the up and up, maybe with some, you know, exceptions. But boy, there's a lot of strange coincidences in Arizona. And we see that around the country as well. 
Donald Trump became a lightning rod. People hated him so much in the media that any hint of even mentioning the possibility of a fraud, you were immediately branded as unclean, you know, like a leper or something. But I'll tell you, I, I think there are some real issues with our voting system. And I know how unpopular it is to even think that, much less say it out loud. Do I think it's completely corrupt? Man, I hope not. I don't think it is. But I think it's corrupt enough in some areas to tilt elections. And I say that with, I take no joy in that. I take that with profound sorrow and disappointment. But I want to talk to you just a little bit about some of the things that are coming to the surface in Arizona because it does reflect and it does echo what's happening in some other states. But the Democrats, the mainstream media, the rhinos, Republican in name only, they're complaining about voters' concerns over election fraud. But some are saying, especially the rhinos, are saying, oh, we need to move on. You know, forget about Trump and blah, blah, blah. This isn't about Trump. It's about something much greater than that. It's about the integrity of this nation. The relationship with the powerful, the people that we have put in power, and the people who put them there. But some who want to be elitist say, quit living in the past. No one cares about this as an issue. You're hurting the Republican Party to continue focusing on it. Or you're hurting the nation to talk about this. You can't talk about this. There's no proof. And on and on. I mean, I'm talking about Associated Press, ABC, CBS, NBC. They all say the same thing. And now they have people parroting them and echoing them all around the country. They say, oh, I, Gary, Gary, don't talk about election fraud because that there isn't election fraud. There may be a little here and there, but it's nothing systemic. I mean, it's not a big deal, and nobody cares, and, you know, so on. There may be a grain of truth in some of that, but it's outweighed by the fact that there may never again be a Republican, a conservative, elected on a national level. If you want proof, just look at the states on the West Coast. How difficult would it be for a Republican to become governor I mean, a true conservative Republican to become governor of Washington state. I remember when there was a governor who was a Republican. But it's difficult today. Could it happen today? Well, I don't know. Look at Oregon. Same thing. Look at California. Same thing. Do you think Ronald Reagan could get elected there today? I don't know. I doubt it. Or is there something going on that we don't necessarily see or don't want to see? I don't know, but we'll take a look at what's happening in Arizona. I think it's going to be very enlightening. As I read from those headlines that are just published this morning, a few moments ago, the Arizona Attorney General is demanding answers from Maricopa County election officials. Voters are saying, man, I had a problem. I couldn't vote. They didn't tabulate it. They couldn't tabulate it. It isn't only Arizona. There's other places. But I want to focus on Arizona because it's in the national news. And it'll continue to be for a few days. Rachel Alexandra, writing for the Salem Broadcasting or Salem radio stations, uh, its owned town hall is one of several on 
on the internet uh, websites, news websites that they own. Writing for uh, Town Hall, Rachel says there may be a grain of truth in all of that attempt attempt to silence deniers, but it's outweighed by the fact that there, we may never get a Republican president into office again if things continue as they are. She says no one really s- believes that deep down that Arizona rejected four top Republican candidates, three who were leading in almost every poll, including the mainstream media polls. <clears throat> Considering the breakdown of voter registration in the state, Republicans have a four-point voter registration advantage over Democrats in the state, in Arizona, as well as within Maricopa County. Republican candidates swept the rest of the races around the state, leading many to believe only those top four races, which featured all Trump-endorsed candidates, were deliberately targeted. Other than those four key races, Arizona Republicans, uh, she writes, performed exceedingly well in the election, reminiscent of 2020 when only Trump and weak Senate candidate Martha McSally lost in Arizona. The GOP flipped Arizona's congressional delegation back to the majority of Republicans, winning two open seats, took back a seat on the Arizona Corporation Commission that was lost in 2018, gained two seats on the Central Arizona Project Board, kept both chambers of the Arizona legislature, including getting an even more conservative Senate president, Warren Peterson. She says numerous new conservative candidates were elected to school boards. The party appears almost certain to take back the superintendent of schools from the incumbent Democrat. Several of the uh, candidates in those races, including a couple of legislative candidates who won, were endorsed by Trump. So she said, voters are wondering how incumbent Republican state treasurer Kimberly Yee uh, received more votes than any of the other statewide candidates. About 100,000 more votes for this Kimberly Yee, more than Carrie Lake, who is extremely visible there running for governor. She's a news person. I talked about her a few days ago, last week. She was a news person there and, and for like 20, 30 years and in the Phoenix area and a news anchor on one of their TV stations. And uh, everybody knew who she was. I mean, not everybody would have voted for her, but everybody knew who she was. But this other person, this Republican state treasurer, Kimberly Yee, got 100,000 more votes than Carrie Lake, and nobody knows who she is. She has very low recognition. She was not endorsed by Trump or anyone else that would be, you know. But they didn't get excited about that. She conducted a, a relatively quiet campaign, uneventful first term. It's not because she didn't have a significant opponent. State Senator, this uh, Martin Quisalia or something like that, is one of the most well-known and popular Democrats in the state. On the other hand, Lake brought out thousands to these huge rallies and one considered she they've kind of considered her a kind of a trump like you know female version of trump or whatever but she's been kind of a sensation around the state i'm not suggesting that everybody supported her obviously they didn't but she's drawn huge crowds where she's gone she has huge name recognition due to being this longtime popular news anchor in the phoenix market Alexandra notes that Arizona law provides for a new election if there is evidence of illegal votes or a candidate did not receive enough to win. 
However, unless there is a super smoking gun, like a bad actor who comes forward and said, yeah, I admit that to bribery or whatever, um, who wants to do that? Nobody's going to do that. The courts are not likely to do anything about it because they don't have this smoking gun, as they say. We've learned that from previous experience, and that's true. The bad actors know that's true, and they know they can probably get away with it unless they're caught red-handed. So the Arizona Attorney General is looking at this as perhaps you and I would, and so now he has come out, this Attorney General Mark Burnovich, he's demanding answers from the Maricopa County election officials because the, the apparent fraud is so massive and it is so in-your-face and blatant that it just cannot be ignored. Maricopa is the state's largest county. 25% of the vote tabulation machines were not even working on November 8. That caused widespread voter disenfranchisement. According to the county, 70 voting locations were impacted. The Elections Integrity Unit, the unit as they call it there, Uh, of the Arizona Attorney General's office has received hundreds of complaints since Election Day pertaining to issues related to the administration of the 2022 general election in the county. These complaints go beyond pure speculation. This is not somebody saying, well, boy, I saw something really fishy there. No, it's, it's actual things that happened. They have signed their name. Some have said under oath it's certified that we didn't get to vote or our vote didn't get counted. I mean, before our eyes. So the complaints, they go way beyond pure speculation. Furthermore, statements made by both Chairman Gates and Recorder Richer um, about the information, about all this information in Maricopa County is released through official modes of communication. They have put this out there for the public to see now. And Bernovich wrote this letter to the Maricopa County Civil Division Chief Thomas Liddy over the weekend. According to the Maricopa County, at least 60 voting locations had issues related to some ballot-on-demand BOD printers having a printer configuration settings that were non-uniform, he says in his letter. He goes on and on about it, and all of the details are there. I don't want to bore you with the details, but I want to make the point that we do have a problem in America. And I would be saying this, I mean, if Joe Biden was elected and, and we didn't have all this stuff going on behind the scenes. I would accept that. I could accept that. I mean, man, we accepted Barack Obama getting elected before we knew a lot of this stuff. But, man, it's hard to just say, oh, well, no, you can't question it. If you question all of this, you're you're not patriotic. You just simply don't love America enough. Phew, man. Many of those election workers who were working on the election. They report that despite the successful testing the night before on these machines, they said the night before we tested all these machines, the tabulators, they said we had zero problems the night before we started counting votes, November 7th. On November 8th, last year, on November 8th, we started the counting, and the printers within the first 30 minutes of voting on Tuesday, November 8th, this, I mean, not last year, but last couple of weeks ago, um, we, when we started counting them, all of a sudden they started having problems, almost on cue. Why is that? 
They don't know. The same people checked the machines before election day when they started counting, and they were there when they started running the ballots, and 30% of them didn't even work anymore. They commingled the uh, votes, the ballots, and there's tons of people that are saying, yeah, I, I saw us do that. That's what we did. There were a bunch of ballots with the mail-in thing. It's very fluid, and they can manipulate that a lot if they are so, you know, bent to do so. So they're making that an issue as well. They had this what they call door three. That's where ballots that were not tabulated were supposed to be kept under lock and key, under surveillance, and all all of that. This door three thing. This was in in that county. I don't think that's a statewide, but it's a it's a county procedure. Those were all of the non-tabulated ballots. They were commingled with tabulated ballots at the voting location. The AG, the Attorney General, is is alleging this in the in his letter, and he's saying that that indicates more than seventeen hundred in one just one incident of non-tabulated ballots from one voting location were placed in black duffel bags that were intended to be used for tabulated ballots. So, in other words. 1,700 in one case, just one incident, and there are hundreds of these incidents that this attorney general has now singled out. But just in one case, they just threw them into a bag that would suggest that they were already counted, and they weren't. The issues detailed in this letter are significant. We'll follow this over the next few days, and I, I again, I don't want to bore you with a lot of the little teeny-weeny facts, but boy, this, I mean, this has got to be, we've got to turn the light on on this issue, not only in Arizona, but everywhere, and find out if there isn't fraud, then why would the Democrats, why would the progressives, the left, be so opposed? Why would the media be so opposed to looking into it and turning the light on? I mean, it's not going to hurt anybody to turn on the light unless... Somebody is doing something very bad in the dark. Otherwise, why would they care? But they they will go to no end to diminish, even cancel somebody who even suggests some of the things I'm saying this morning. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I do know that Galatians 6, 9, Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season... We shall reap if we faint not. That's talking about the Lord's work, but the Lord's work is, in part, us being a light and salt in the culture, us being a part of the solution here on earth. And the solution, of course, is first and foremost not political. It's spiritual. And it's our call. It's our calling to be light and salt in a culture that is terribly in decay. And that's what we want to do. Thank you for being with me today. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. Thank you so much for your support. We need it. I have been emphasizing it lately. Often we don't even talk about it on this program, but those of you who listen, you know that we are fully supported, funded by the people who listen. Without you, we would not be here and wouldn't be having this conversation. Thank you so much 
for your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.